It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 58 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast, where we celebrate the great comedy shows of the golden age of radio. I'm Greg Fordyce. For our U.S. listeners, I hope everyone had a great 4th of July weekend, despite the pandemic that's kept most of us from being able to see any big fireworks displays. And for our listeners outside the U.S., I hope you had a great weekend, too. Today, we're featuring a fairly rare comedy show from the very earliest days of the golden age of radio, The Comedy Kingdom. It was originally called the Blue Monday Jamboree, and it ran for one season in 1937 on CBS Radio. It featured Elvia Alman as the host and put out a total of 39 15-minute episodes, with each one featuring a specific theme like sports or marriage, etc. Each show had comedy skits, musical performances, and more, and it was one of the very earliest examples of a comedy variety show format in radio. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh as we bring you the very first two broadcasts of the Comedy Kingdom from 1937, right after this message. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hail to the Comedy Kingdom! Hail to the Comedy Kingdom!
Woman, Queen of Mirth. Long laugh, Queen Elvia. subjects. A royal welcome to the comedy kingdom. Now, your only passport is a smile, and the only thing you must leave outside the boundary is a case of the blues. Make yourselves at home in our realm of gaiety, laughter, and song. This time, we're entertaining royalty, and most befittingly, too, is our first greeting to you from the comedy kingdom. Um, where's my prime minister, Joe Blow? Here I am, Queenie. All right. What's the first matter to be considered, Joe? The first flatter, or the first thing is this, Your Majesty. Uh, here are three twirl, or three girls who have a complaint. <laughs> goodness, what seems to be the trouble? Uh, they were sent here from the neighboring kingdom to pay their homage, or homage to you, Queen. <laughs> and they couldn't find you. Oh, that's too bad. Yes, your face red. <laughs> I've got a royal flush. <laughs> well, uh, who are these girls? They call themselves the Rhythm Your Majesty, but uh, they finally found oh, you. Oh, they did, did they? Well, where was I? Long ago, once upon a time, there was a queen in the land of nursery rhyme. She had a fat bread and honey she had every evening when tea time came. If the king on his business went to view his troops or to open parliament, his cavalcade would be always delayed and the heralds would all proclaim. Comedy Kingdom to find a pester or an Esther or a clown. <laughs> That's all right. Who is he? Uh, King Broder of Broder and McDonald. King, old boy, oh, King, here you are. <laughs> here you are, King, you know. You know, I've been looking all over for you, fella. Hiya, yippee and stop. Well, well, well. So you're the new lad who's trying out for court just yeah, today? Hmm. Tell me, where did you work before you came when here? I worked, I worked in a glue factory. In a glue factory, see, King? Yeah. But I got kicked out in the car. I had an argument with the boss. Well, what happened? <laughs> he gave me a paste in the mouth. Oh, <laughs> I see. Besides being a jester, what else do you what do? I do? I'm a sculptor. I thought you looked like a chiseler. <laughs> a funny man. Like I'm a funny man. No kidding, King. You know, my, just last week, I designed the bust of the Duke of Ipswich. It was designed as a fountain head. And how did he like it? Uh, he said it was the spitting image of him, King. Oh. <laughs> 
Well, you're very clever, aren't you? And some fun I am, sure. Oh, but I'm not as clever as my brother, though. He watches money. Watches money? Yeah, yeah, he's a spy and a mint. Oh, I see, a mint spy. A mint bummer. <laughs> some joke, I'll say. He's smart, all right. You know, he's awfully funny. Well, you know, we used to work in a circus together. A circus? Yeah. Sells Floto? No, no, sells Peanuts, King. Sells <laughs> You know, we wrote a song. We wrote a song when we was in the circus. We yeah. wrote one about one of the freaks. Would you like to hear it? It's called The India Rubber Man. Why, of course I'd like to hear it. The India Rubber Man, eh? Yeah. Whatever happened to him? Oh, he got arrested. He's doing a stretch up the river now. Mm. <laughs> what a snap. What a snap. What a rubber man but solid sap. <laughs> Aha! If my ears betray me not, does that not sound like my court troubadour? Yes, Queenie, it does. It is none other than Tony Romano. <laughs> welcome, welcome, Tony Romano. The Queen commands thee to bring a new message of hope to all the spinster ladies of the comedy kingdom. Uh, sing, Tony. <laughs> I never knew that love could do the things it does Until one day you came my way I wear a smile and all the while my heart is gay My lips caress you, I possess you Love is king Sorrow doesn't mean a thing. Sky blue, sun is You are mine, and love is king. You're my queen, bringing me a joy. Happiness, 
neighboring kingdom of all Invania? Yes, Your Majesty. We'll go right ahead. Uh, the story of King Henry VI, or the seventh, or the eighth, the eighth, eight. Who'll make it eight? I'll make it eight. Ah, sold for eight to little Elmer Putchentucket. <laughs> it was in the year 1865, 1770s, uh, well, that was a long time ago. A whole nation, a big crowd, of, a lot of people, they were, uh, well, there was a couple of guys there. It was right up in the northern part of, you go under, you pass over in between a couple, it was, it was right, I don't know where it was. The king entered the court with a hop, skip, and a jump. He was doing the shim shim. He was trying. Well, he got there. <laughs> well, tongue heavy over. The, uh, the sun didn't shine. It was dark as pit. You couldn't see a hand. <laughs> it was night cord. <laughs> the king picked up his axe or the hammer or the gavel. Yeah, he picked it up and he pounded on the bench and he said, what did he say? He said, uh, knock, knock. Uh, no. <laughs> he, said, uh, he said, order. Order in the court. Order, order. And the queen said, I'll have ham and eggs. Uh, no. Uh, excuse me, kingy. Uh, and I knocked up the court jester. Who are you? cried the king. The jester said he. Jester who? Oh, jester, itsy bitsy boy. Whereupon <laughs> the king arose in all his majesty, beheaded the queen, and said, Here, take this one. <laughs> it arose the king's son on his gallant charger. Oh, the king's son, he's a swell. You'd like him. He was a nice little... He was a swell. He was a prince. <laughs> he said, Hiya, pappy, what's doing? Oh, uh, what's going on here? And the king said, Oh, just an old-fashioned barbecue. <laughs> and, and the cannons roared, lightning crashed, pandemonium, there was a lot of trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, pandemonium rained. It rained and it rained, and oh, how it rained for 40 days and 40 no, no, no that was a Johnstown flood. <laughs> and, the, and the whole court stood up and they said, Hey, king, it's all wet. Uh, no. And the king rose slowly to his feet, smiled sweetly, and said, Okay, kids, court adjourned. <laughs>
had the pleasure of entertaining you, and we'll be waiting for our next chance to give you a warm, royal welcome to the comedy kingdom. And remember, uneasy lies the head that wears a frown. <laughs> Kingdom. last words. I do. <laughs> we, we've just received word that our ambassador to Wedding Town on the Death has returned to the Comedy Kingdom. He's here in the audience room now, and we, the Queen, are about to receive his report. Ambassador Al K. Hall. <laughs> I never saw him look so sad. Why, Al, what's the matter? This is my wedding anniversary. Oh, <laughs> Well, then you ought to be happy. Yes, I ought to be happy. In fact, I am happy. Oh. <laughs> Tell me, how long have you been married? Oh, 30 years, and to the grandest little woman in the world. Would you believe it? We only had one fight in our married life. Why, Al, that's grand. Yes, one fight. The same one for 30 years. <laughs> Do you mean to say for 30 years you fought in your house? 
We never fight in the house. We go out the backyard. There's more room. <laughs> but I'm not regretting my married life. Do you know if I had to do it over again? Yes. I wouldn't do it. Oh. <laughs> oh, what seems to be the real trouble with your wife? Well, every time I come home, she says, give me a dollar, give me a dollar. Oh, oh what does she do with all that money? I don't know. I haven't given her any. <laughs> Tell me, Al, did you court your wife long? Oh, not very long, about 15 years. 15 years? That's a long time. Well, in those days, we took our time. <laughs> you know the old adage, marry in haste and repent with pleasure. You mean repent at leisure. I know what I mean, pleasure. <laughs> oh, they must have been beautiful courtships in those days. Beautiful is no name for it. When you went to meet your girl, you put on your Sunday suit, a white shirt, celluloid collar, and Windsor tie. Mm. Then you bought a box of a favorite candy, gumdrops. <laughs> you knocked at a door. You mean knock-knock? No, just a good old-fashioned knock. <laughs> Her mother met you at the door, and she would say, hello, Al, and you would say, hello, mother. Mm. Then you walked into the parlor, and there was Susie sitting on one end of the big sateen. Then you sat on the other end of the sateen. Then you looked at her, and she looked at you like a dying duck in a hailstorm. <laughs> and there in the center was the old grandfather's clock ticking away the time. And it seemed to say, take your time. Take your time. Oh, that's beautiful. But now when you go to meet your girl, you put on a pair of slacks, a sports shirt, you hop in your car. Her mother meets you at the door. You yell, hello, how's the old gal? You walk into the living room. There's Susie, dressed in shorts, smoking a cigarette. You both sit in one chair, and there's a little arm clock on the mantel be saying, Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> oh, you're in And now, by our special television leased wire, we're going to have the privilege of watching a tender little love scene. In front of a vine-covered cottage, there's a little white gate. Inside the gate stands a winsome miss. Adoration lights her lovely eyes as she looks into the proud face of her sweetheart. Tenderly, he looks down at her and says softly... All right, Tootsie, you ready to scram? Oh, I don't know, Bertram. I don't know if we should elope or not. Oh, why not? Why not? I'm afraid Papa is going to become completely unsung. Oh, that's all right. We'll wire him right away. <laughs> there's a girl in the garden. There's a boy at the gate. The boy at the gate wants to get inside. The girl in the garden won't open up the gate, so the boy at the gate's got to wait. A girl in the garden went to pick pretty flowers. The boy at the gate waited hours and hours. But the girl in the garden wouldn't open up the gate, so the boy at the gate had to wait. Mm-hmm. 
Kingdom who knows more about marriage than Maury Amsterdam. Yep, and, uh, and uh, well, here I am, you lucky people. What a pleasure to have me on this program. <laughs> well, who's the most popular man here, and why am I? <laughs> Maury, of course you know our program is all about marriage. Are you married? Nope, never been married. This is Maury Amsterdam, the voice of inexperience. <laughs> yeah, they tell me marriage is a wonderful institution, but who wants to live in an institution? <laughs> like an old married friend of mine said the other day, a man never really knows what real happiness is till he gets married. Then it's too late. And for you unmarried, <laughs> for you unmarried folks, just to give you a rough idea of what goes on about a year after the ceremony, I bring you for the first time over any radio station a blow-by-blow account of a day with an average married couple. <laughs> it is sponsored by the Black Eye Beef Steak Company. <laughs> All right, let's tune in on the Family Battle of the Week. Hello, everybody. This is your announcer, Graham McAmsterdam, broadcasting from the home of Mr. and Mrs. Jones in Hollywood. We're in the Jones living room right now and waiting for the daily battle to start. There's nothing going on right now. There goes the bell. It's the front doorbell. <laughs> Mr. Jones, you just got home from work. Well, the fight's about to start. Mrs. Jones takes the offensive and leads off with a cutting remark. Where's your key, you dope? <laughs> Mr. Jones retaliates with a terrific comeback. I forgot it. <laughs> well, we're out in the center of the parlor now. Mrs. Jones just made a grab for his pay envelope, but it's a haymaker and goes wild. <laughs> Mr. Jones is too fast. He ducks at the same time remarking, I don't get paid tomorrow. <laughs> Well, there's another lull right now. They're sparring around for a few nasty remarks. Mrs. Jones is back in her corner in the kitchen now. Mr. Jones opens the second round by throwing his top coat and hat on the sofa. Mrs. Jones rushes in with, Can't you hang up your clothes, you beast? I've been fighting like a dog all day to keep his house clean. You don't appreciate it. And after I've given you the best years of my life, I'm going right home to Mother. Mr. Jones come back and scores an uppercut with, Go on, go back to your mother. <laughs> if you do, I'll be able to play solitaire without a kibitzer. <laughs> well, there's nothing going on right now. It looks like Mr. Jones is weakening. He feels groggy. Remorse. He's a softy. He says, I'm sorry, dear. You know I love you and I didn't mean it. She comes back with, I'm sorry, too. They're in a clinch now. They've got their arms around each other. They embrace. They kiss. Whoopee! What a fight. <laughs> well, let that be a lesson for you. Oh, hello. Oh, hello yourself. It's Mabel Todd again. <laughs> well, Mabel, we've just been talking about marriage. What do you know about it? Well, I ain't spliced, but some gink proposed to me just yesterday. He happened he was some fella I never seen before in all the born days. That's odd. How did it happen? Well, I'm walking to the theater, and he was wearing a little blue uniform. He rushes right up to me and says, Madam, can I lead you down the Azel? Just like that. Down the Azel. Why, Mabel, that was probably one of the users. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what business he's in. I won't marry him. He ain't my type. <laughs> I guess the man you marry will have to be a go-getter. Nope, he'll have to be an already gutter. <laughs> well, in other words, I'm not your type. You see, I haven't any money. No money? No money. Well, then you ain't the kind of a guy for a gal like me, then. Which is the title of Mabel's song. Gosh, this dialogue is clever. <laughs>
over again soon, won't you? In the meantime, remember, it's never unlucky to postpone a wedding if you keep on postponing it long enough. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed those two original 1937 broadcasts of The Comedy Kingdom starring Elvia Allman. And if you've got a show you'd like to hear... Let us know at anchor.fm slash old radio comedy podcast. Everyone stay safe and take care. Check us out next time right here on the old radio comedy podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Yay!